podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome. I'm Les Bubka and you're listening to Accidental Podcast or something like that. My today's guest is a Greg and Susie uh, from Somerset Applied Karate. Tak? Yes. Yes. I did manage <laughs> to say it properly. I've got you really did. good. I've got really good memory, but very short, so it just usually goes in and out. Um, <laughs> both uh, practical martial artists and competition in a way. Uh, because of them, uh, you listen to the podcast because I enjoyed what they do and. Uh, they motivate me alongside with other people to start my own podcast. Um, and their podcast is Conversation on Karate. Highly recommend, by the way, although they are friendly competition, I think. <laughs> okay, um, how are you guys? I'm good, yeah, we're, we're good. How about you? Uh, I'm fine, very good, very good. Uh, how about you? How are you, Sue? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, keeping well. Um, cool. Um, can we start with some background checks on you guys? Um, maybe checks. <laughs> background <Ladies>. checks. <laughs> Ladies first. Um, what do you do? Uh, how did you get involved in karate? And why karate? What do I do? What's my job? Well, yeah. If you want to say, you don't have to say it. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I currently work for a charity in Midsummer Norton um, called Summer Valley Education Trust where we um, use media training and skills to empower people to live a life that they choose, a life of their choosing. Excellent. And how- that's my main job. But before that, I was a um, beauty therapist for years. And um, broadly, I'm a self-employed personal assistant to people as well. Excellent. Greg? I'm retail. So I've... I'm a key worker at the moment, whatever that means. I'm, I'm really, I don't feel like I am, but. We yeah. salute you going through the, all the hardship when we're sitting at home and doing nothing. <laughs> no, yeah, how, it's, it's fine. How did you guys involve, get involved in karate and why karate? Uh, Sue, do you want to start off? Yeah, sure. Ladies um, first. <laughs> <laughs> um. I got started, I tried karate out when I was about 19, when I was a nanny in Chippenham and uh, decided to just try it. I don't know, I was just kind of attracted to the idea and I saw it and I liked it. I wasn't very good at it and then I changed jobs and I didn't carry on. Um, And then I decided I was prevaricating, procrastinating on doing something else um, about four and a half, five years ago. And... um, Decided to just look at karate clubs nearby and um, wandered into the World Sports Centre and uh, started training with Jeff. And I just, I really enjoyed it from the very beginning. I just like the whole thing. Excellent. Uh, Greg, how did you get involved in that? I I got involved because I think I have a vague memory of really loving the Power Rangers (laughs) when I was a kid. Um, I was seven and um, yeah, I, I... just loved that kind of stuff and yeah I, I, I sucked at all other sports I love football but I wasn't very good at it um so yeah my dad took me and a friend to Jeff's club um which was in street still we're still in street but yeah it was in street 
Um, and yeah, that was 23 years ago. And we're still going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're can, still going. Can you say who's um, Jeff is? So Jeff is Jeff Richards. Um, he is, well, he's, he doesn't train anymore. He, he had a few injuries and um, um, job changes and stuff like that, which kind of stopped him from carrying on. So he's mm-hmm. a sixth down um, in Shotokan. Um, and he, I mean, I think around the time I started, he was probably one of the highest ranked in the Somerset area. I would say. Um, and looking back, he was probably quite ahead of his, his time um, in terms of moving on from the traditional shirt can model to a more practical and applied way of doing things. Um, so that's probably where, that's definitely where I get some of it from. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to go back to, because um, I just remember uh, it might be a bit, bit, bit funnier. So he's always asking me about Polish things. So I'm going to, jump in there and tell you something. You know why we always let women first? Like when we go into the shops and you open the doors first? Why? That's, that's my coach's uh, kind of sense of humor. Um, we just let women go first just in case the ceiling gonna come down. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a po- Polish thing that, you know, you, you let women do first, go in there right now. <laughs> um, so you've been um, saying about the practical karate. Um, that was kind of my question. When did you get involved in that and, and why you chose the, the practical karate? Because you are in the British Combat Association, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, but, we are, yeah. Well, have uh, you I been mean, always, or, Say again? Have you been always part of it or joining yeah. recently or recently? Um, I mean, when I was with Jeff, um, when Jeff was running the club, we were with the AMA, the Amateur Martial Association in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, they're a multi-style group. Um, and I think the reason Jeff liked them so much at the time was they're quite um, easygoing and kind of let you, kind of like the BCA, let you do what you need to do. Um, they weren't too strict and too overbearing with the stuff you needed to do. So, um, mm. But yeah, in terms of the practical stuff, I mean, Jeff was always um, big into kind of the kickboxing like side of karate the sport side of it um so he kind of blended a lot of that in he was very big into like if, if you can't spar and test things out there's no point in doing it um and i think he found a lot of places weren't doing that which is why he was kind of big into it at the time mm-hmm. so for me that kind of stuff was always there you know hitting kick shields and focus mitts and stuff was always a part of it um and then the, 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 the bunker and the cutter application stuff came probably probably about a decade or so into training, really. And we, we always did a bit of it. I mean, it wasn't until Ian Abernethy sort of came on the scene that it, we kind of really took interest in it. We did a few seminars with him. And then, yeah, it just took off from there, really. Mm. Yeah, Ian seems to be sparking a lot of people with his stuff. Um, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> Susie, what do you find... Did you been training before in uh, non-practical karate or um, when you've been interested? I know you started when you was 19 and that probably wasn't a practical one. But which one you prefer? That's really hard to say because my training's been entirely from Jeff to Greg to Joe to Joe and Greg sort of thing. Mm. So, so it's, it stayed in that. So I think I was probably arrived with Jeff when he was probably 
very everything was being applied you know I think from the very first time I was there I was you know we we did some stuff in the air and then we all did some kicks and then I, I can't remember how long it was before we were doing things on pads but probably within two sessions I was doing things on pads so I don't really have any other frame of reference to be honest with you mm. I mean back when I was 19 we sparred I know that um but I don't remember things being done on pads or anything like that. So I think all of it's been pretty much practical and applied, but much more so. Um, the stuff that Greg's done has been more interpreting Bunkai and like really applying things like that. You know what I mean? Thinking for yourself mm. and making things work. So I say that part of it, the making things work bit is the most, was probably a bit more post Jeff. Would that be right, Greg? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, how long you didn't really train with Jeff for that long, did you? It Before was a, he, it was a year. About was it a year? Was it? Yeah, I did two belts there, so yeah, a year. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we we definitely do more of the kind of um the I don't want to say grappling because that's not kind of the right word, but the the, the um self defense based partner work that kind of stuff. We do more of that now. Um, the realistic drilling and stuff we do way more now um but i think that just comes from you know seeing all the stuff that you know ian does that you do guys like andy allen there's so much stuff out there now to get reference from yeah. it's hard not to include it i think uh, so did, did you greg um took over kind of a club or is somebody else running it or you guys yeah no it? so when when jeff um sort of left i took it over for a while um and then kind of just let it go really didn't I see I suppose and then we it was basically me you and and Brad um who I haven't spoken to Brad for ages I better get in touch with him actually anyway <laughs> um yeah we we went um and had a look at Joe's club um which was kind of a bit like well you know because I, I don't know if it's just me that thinks this but there's always that kind of not intimidation, but when you go into someone else's club who's the same kind of style, you don't know what you're going to get because you hear stories of, you know, instructors being idiots and not welcoming people from outside their group and stuff like this. Um, but, yeah, no, we walked in and Joe was really welcoming. He knew who I was. He knew who Jeff was. Um, and he was just getting ready to go into the BCA, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, we just kind of hit it off from there. And who's Joe? So Joe <laughs> is Joe Andrews. Um, he, so he runs Street Shotokan Karate and Somerset Applied Karate. They're kind of his groups. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he's the, I say founder. That sounds way more important than I think we deserve for Joe, don't you, Sue? <laughs> you can say that. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'll say it. I'll say it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the founder of all that. Um yeah and yeah he was kind of when i sort of came over i i i joined his group with the intention of training i didn't join with the the kind of intention of teaching or anything like that i just thought you know i'm just going to spend some time training and 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 that and we yeah we kind of hit it off straight away and joe was very welcoming saying anytime anything you want to teach that you know i think will be beneficial to us then yeah, he would have me do it. And then we kind of just carried on from there. And now we both kind of do things together. Mm. 
So you said that, you know, about this worry going into the other clubs. Um, do you think that's changing now? Uh, I think, I believe that uh, the work that BCA does, um, it's kind of changing that uh, closeness or like a kind of um, small group to more open-minded. Do you find that going to other clubs? Yeah, I, I think so. I think it would, it would definitely depend on, the, like you said, the group though. Um, and I, I would feel pretty comfortable walking into any group that's affiliated with the BCA. Um, but I don't know if I'd feel that comfortable walking into, you know, like a strict JKA style club mm. because that's just not what I do. And I don't know how my view on karate will be received there. Mm. Uh, how do you feel um, from going into the, as a student? Not that I know that Greg got the probably different feelings more kind of close to mine when you're going into and you're a teacher somewhere. But if you're a student, how do you feel going to other people's Zoom sessions, studios, dojos? Do you got that um, kind of an anxiety, small anxiety, or um, uh, trying to guess what's going to be, if you're going to be liking it or not? I, I do. I mean, I can only speak from going to kind of seminars and stuff. Yeah, I, 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 there's always a bit of anxiety there for me. Um, mm. Less so if I'm going with a group, like so if me, Joe, Sue, I mean, a few of us are going, then it's it's not so bad. But I mean, I've been to seminars on my own before where you just kind of walk in and you know no one and you just think, oh, God, who am I going to train with? Who am I going to partner with? Yeah, I I, I, I don't like that. But, you know. Mm. How about you, Sue? Yeah. Um, well, the first one I went to, I mean, going to the going to Joe's was was OK because I was, you know, trailing along behind Brad and Greg as far as I was concerned they said this seems good and I said that's okay then I'll do that then <laughs> <laughs> um and when Greg took over Jeff's class I knew Greg then so that was fine but um the first time I went to a seminar of course was Ian Abernethy's in Wincanton which we put on our podcast I think that was the one you went on your own didn't you I went completely on my own but here's the thing I'd looked up his seminars online and I saw footage. So I kind of had some inkling of what they'd be like. And he seemed like an approachable person. And, and back then I was, th I was thinking, I don't know, I kind of had an, an attitude of stuff that it'll probably be all right. And if it's not, then I can come home because it's only Wincanton. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, no, I was going to say, and then the, I really... I think I've only been to a couple, but I went to, uh, I did a webinar yesterday, Jane Clubs, um, Hard Skills webinar, his third one. And that's the first one of his that I've done. And I was really nervous because I, I knew of a couple of people who were going to be there, I recognized a couple of names, but didn't know the work he did really. So I was really properly Properly Sue, me Sue messaged me yesterday morning going, I've got a webinar with Jamie Club today and I don't know what to expect. Uh, and, uh, Jamie, Jamie is super nice. Yeah, he's, he, I've never met him actually. I, um, I met him only online, never trained with him, but um, had a few conversations with him online and uh, yeah, he's a super nice. And I've done a few, few seminars with him about uh, children's self-defense. Yeah, he's uh, really big into that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he, he's... Uh, He's got a good presentation, good knowledge, and uh, yeah, he's, he's a funny guy as well. So, yeah, but coming back to that um, uh, seminar thing, I think it's funny that the, you know when I'm going to seminars, and my wife's going with me, but she's a brown belt in my uh, in my stuff, but he's a second down in her stuff. 
And when we're going, um, we had one seminar when the guys from traditional, from Shukokai, um, never had a problem with me, but start correcting her and saying, that, oh, that's not the traditional, why are you doing this like that? And she said, well, I want less, I'm doing that his way. And then I had to intervene and say, well, what's the problem? Oh, no, there's no problem, but you know, I was two meters away and she'd been told off that she's not doing what they ask her to do. And so, well, we're not doing like that. What's the problem? I just, uh, I don't know, people are strange. <laughs> That's, yeah, very true. When, when people go into my seminars, I just say, you know, well, have a look how we're doing. I'm not going to be correcting you. I super probably can uh, attest that when I'm always saying that, you know, I don't want to correct you if you don't want it. Um, there are different ways you can choose your way and build up on this one but um, I don't know I don't know just a uh, little martial arts hell we call it so you know it's strange yeah I think the, the, the thing that kind of gets to me when with that co- correction stuff is I don't mind being corrected if it's something that's fundamental to making the technique work mm. do you know what I mean like if you're doing a, a throw or a takedown and your, your legs in the wrong place your hips in the wrong place and it that is going to make the difference between it working or not then fair enough but half the time it's just 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 move your arm because that's not the way we do it here yeah which yeah. is you know yeah. you miss two millimeters from the technique and it's not yeah correct. exactly yeah <laughs> yeah your foot's I mean, not a, a 90 degree angle turn it it's only a 87 yeah. yeah the one we went to in uh swindon run by andy and ian yeah. you know i've got quite a i've got a few corrections from Andy, particularly. Um, but then we were, just, yeah, but we were doing takedowns. Yeah. I had, <laughs> and I was doing them with a big guy. <laughs> I do listen to him. I will listen to him. <laughs> He'll be in our gradings again. I will, Andy. I listen to everything you say. <laughs> lies. It's all lies. Less than don't listen to him. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell him that. It's fine. <laughs> That's another person who I really like. So. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, he's a good guy, Andy. He's a he funny is. guy. Yes. So, but yeah, I was just saying, you know, you get a lot of corrections, but when you're doing something really practical, you know, he was saying, if you want to make it work, you need to turn like this and do that, which is different from what I've just shown everyone else. So it's just mm. it's really helpful. There it is. So for, for me, I'm correcting only in two cases if people want it. And as you said, it's fundamentally wrong with the takedown something or it's unsafe to, uh, because with the mm. takedown pose, it's very important how you're throwing so people don't get injured. So so that's when I'm intervening. But if people do it in their way and it's, it's all right, it's who am I to judge, you know? Mm. I remember that when I met Ian first time, we've been uh, not arguing, but have a different exchange of our points on on uh, cross-botox throw. Mm. Because I'm, I'm doing it completely different from wrestling and being built as I am, like a stick. I can't pull it off the way Ian does it. Uh, yeah. It's, work for me and then it was a consensus you know you do it your way i'm doing my way but it was good conversation same he doesn't shame he doesn't remember it he doesn't even remember me that he met me there but hey oh <laughs> <laughs> he'll never forget it now it's this it's immortalized um, in a, in the podcast forever and that was actually in andy's seminar in swindon oh was it yeah yeah, yeah. so that's how i met them first time um None of them remember me from that seminar because it was just when I arrived to UK and nobody nobody knew me then. Um, so <clears throat> tell me, how did you get involved in uh, podcasting? Whose idea was it? I probably can point the finger. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sue. Go ahead, Sue. 
Yes, yeah, my fault. Sorry. <laughs> yes, all, any, anyone that doesn't like us is Sue's fault. It's Sue's <laughs> fault. Sue. Yeah, feel free. Feel free to uh, send messages to me. Tell yeah. me how much you don't like it. Don't send any to me because I won't read them. No, I'll just put them in a spam folder and that'll be the end of that. Um, yeah, it was my, it was me. It was my idea to do it. So why? Why? Um, because I did um, radio work and I do voiceover work and I, I really enjoyed that. But I was, we were always waiting on a group. Um, so I, I decided that I wanted to learn how to use a desk. It just suddenly hit me that if, I was not using the desk with, you know, the recording desk. Mm-hmm. And um, I suddenly thought, you know, it can't be that hard. So, and it's not, by the way, it's really not that hard. Um, so I learned how to do it and I started recording things. And I really enjoyed it. And then I thought I want to make something of mine rather than recording stuff of other people's. I thought, well, what do I really like talking about all the time time? And that would be karate. So I went to class and asked Greg if he'd like to try and make a podcast. Well, and then uh... And you yeah. are very successful. Well, at least in my uh, my view, I really enjoy your, your stuff. And that's okay. the other question. How do you getting the ideas from? Because I'm running short on ideas. I need to start doing something else than interviewing people. We know. I mean, we started off. We we were literally. I think if you listen to the first episode, we talk about it. We were waiting for Brad, weren't we? We were waiting for Brad. Yes. We were literally. We used to train on Sunday mornings at the gym. I train at. Um, just the three of us would just meet up and just do an hour, an hour and a half training and me and Sue would get there and Brad would be a little late and me and Sue would, Sue would just kind of start asking questions. Like, why, why do we do it this way? Why do we do this? And then we would talk about it. And then, yeah, when Sue said about the podcast, we just kind of did that, mm. but recorded it. And then I guess, I don't know, who was the first guest we did have, Sue? Ian. It was Ian, was it? It was Ian because I was there and I was, um, I sent you, um, a message and said oh it's all right it's okay and ian's nice and you were saying yeah of course he's idiot he's fine oh yeah <laughs> and i said shall i ask him shall i ask him like i was in the changing room like shall i ask him to be on the podcast and he said oh my god you could and i was i was thinking like ian abernethy is this like high 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 person that you don't god on their pedestal isn't it <laughs> i do i do though you do because i think when you're you're beginning maybe you do think of people like that i certainly do so I thought, well, you know, here goes nothing. Just ask the question. So I asked him. Everyone was queuing up and saying hello to him. And I wandered up and said, would you like to be on our podcast, please? But it's okay if you don't want to. It's fine. I apologize that I'm asking, right? <laughs> and he said, yeah, of course, that would be fine. Said, oh, God, I can't believe it. So it was him. Yeah, it was him. I, which is very I deep rem- of him. I remember, and I remember that when I was listening to your podcast, the first thing you said that... Um, You've been worried about asking him and how great it is that he's talking to you guys. And I remember that sticking out from it, from the whole podcast. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, that that's kind of, I mean, that led to us training with him more. And then I graded with him last year. That was over a year ago now. Sue, can you believe that? I can't believe that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that sparked a lot of things, actually, having Ian on. And then obviously you came on with us as well. Do you think you would um, have trained with him then? I mean, done your grading with him if we hadn't have done that? Or, or you know, I would have, I would have done, I think, eventually, but I think it kind of helped move things along. Yeah. Um, just because we kind of had that contact. Yeah. Um, and he knew who we were, I guess. So it just made things a little easier. 
It's funny because when I came to this country, I, I really um, didn't like Ian. I had that mindset of a uh, poor sensei. I don't know you heard about saying that, you know, oh, you're making money on karate. You must be doing a um, really bad job and stuff. But more and more I know him, more I respect him. And uh, it's great to promote and push people who are starting up, well, like myself, uh, you guys. Yeah. Uh, and he's very willing to do really anything, you know, um, to help you out without any interest in it, which I've, I find uh, fascinating at times. Mm. Um, I suppose his interest in it is, is the cause of, of um, wanting people to just really promote themselves and enjoy their karate. I think that's the cause, that's the interest that he's got in it. I'm speaking for him, what do I know? But I guess, you know, that he's, that you know, that's why he does it, isn't it? He likes people to get on, I guess. Yeah. He does, yeah, yeah. Which is great for people like me who, I, I hate promoting myself, as Sue will I've got confirm. to say. Um, so how, when he when Ian came on, he said, "You know, let me know when it's out. I'll I'll share it. I'll do this that, which was great for us. So, yeah, for people like me, that's it's good to have people like that. Yeah, I know I know the feeling. I, I really really don't like promoting myself. I'm fighting with it, so I put challenges on it. You know, I have to write this about myself. I have to put this out and, and try to stick to the schedule. But it's not easy. It's not easy. Mm. I feel, I feel Ian is is the way he is because he's not." having insecure insecurities he's comfortable and he's doing he's know his value and and he just wants people to flourish mm. which is a great thing so um but going back to our, my question where do you getting inspiration for um, guests and stuff like that because i'm running short sometimes and i think really really hard to figure out what I, what i want to record i think most of the guests were either people that we thought oh they would be cool or they kind of got in touch with you, didn't they, Sue? Yeah, people got in touch. I asked Ian and then um, James, the lovely James Hatch in Tokyo. That was a good one. That was the, yeah. that was yeah. what it, just through a hand grenade kind of episode. He, um, he got in touch himself and, and said, I think I've heard your podcast. I think it was him who got in touch. And he introduced yeah, it was. Us, he introduced us to Joe. Um, and he, uh, Hanshi introduced us to Chuck. Mm -hmm. so it's, it's kind of gone like that but I think because um, I've always got something to ask there's always something that I don't know and I'm always happy to ask Greg those questions so really because it's kind of it's worked like that I'm genuinely clueless about so many things it seems or, or I just want to know or something comes up that seems weird but also I think we just quite enjoy recording stuff Mm. yeah i mean some of my favorite episodes are like the one we did a couple of weeks ago it's not out yet it'll be out soon is we just kind of turn the recording on and waffle for <laughs> for an hour and just see where it takes us really yeah um yeah you know sometimes they're the best ones where you don't really have a plan you just yeah see what happens yeah. well i would have to i would have to have a conversation with myself because i don't have anybody you you two of you is much easier you can chat about something if i just yeah weird i might be putting the brackets and that uh, i'm not bit up there well you could chat with your twin brother lesek <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i suppose i could have two t-shirts and uh, put on the screen changing all the yeah time. there you go <clears throat> you um, when you when you're preparing for the podcast i'm gonna be asking questions that i can uh, learn from so that's the plan 
Are you, are okay. you having... Just as an aside, who's trying to pinch our ideas, okay? Yeah, I know. Don't I'm worry. I'm, I'm well aware. Stuff. I'm well aware. Yeah. Well, don't <laughs> worry. I'm doing that everywhere I go, either the karate or whatever I need to learn. I believe in mentoring really, really, really um, highly. So I'm a great thief. If I see the technique that works, <laughs> that'd be mine. I'm not even that permission. I just take it. So wherever I can learn from people, I'm just going to be stealing that stuff. Yeah, that's um, fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so if, you, if you're preparing for the um, interview or, or, or podcast, are you creating a plan what you're going to be talking about and, and stuff? Or are you just going, hooray, let's do it? I mean, to be honest, Sue does 98% of the work. <laughs> and I, I turn up and talk for an hour or two and then go away again and sue does the rest of the work in editing it and then that's that it's not really quite like that though i mean to be fair i mean you say that but you you forget the knowledge that you bring and mm -hmm. if i interviewed yeah but if i interviewed hanshi it would be it would be a difficult interview it would have been a difficult interview on my own because i don't know enough to be able mm -hmm. to ask informed questions so you understood everything that he was saying who he was talking about so you need the two. So someone is going to ask or possibly an obvious question or what have you, but you already know the people because you know more than I do. Yeah, I, guess, yeah. I, think, I think that's the preparation is knowing um, possibly who's going to lead on something maybe if that's, if that's essential. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been talking to you, Les, and doing your classes. Mm -hmm. So I probably asked you more questions because I've been talking to you and I knew a bit more about what you were about. Mm -hmm. so so you're not doing kind of deep research because when i when i'm going having a guest i always got the plan that i'm gonna do research and then i'm finding myself 15 minutes before interview going like a madman through the phone looking up on the <laughs> what they actually done because i know i know people like, like chris weiler yeah i read his books and stuff but i have no clue how vast jobs he had before you know from being an advisor to the politics being um, nearly a priest or prior, whatever you call it, uh, and then running a class, being a company advisor. I never knew that. So I read his website and says, that's a short what I do. And then I start reading the long version of what he does. It's just, shit, I'm not going to be able to read that L. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to introduce him. Yeah. And anyway, when I, when I start talking, I forget 90% of it, and it always goes up mumbles. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, well, I, well, I don't know about you, Sue, but I tend not to look too much into detail about people that we have on because I kind of just like the dynamic of finding out there and then. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously, like when we had Hanchi on um, and Chuck, guys like that, I knew bits about their history and their karate, but there's some stuff that I would never know, um, which they, they told us, which was... Yeah, it's just nice to find out, I guess, live at the time. Do you know what I mean? Because you get that a good, a good reaction, a better reaction, I suppose. I think it creates more of a. I mean, I definitely look them up. I do, I do look them up because I, I don't feel confident unless I've done, unless I've done something and know who's coming, mm. um, and what they've done and kind of what their background is. But what's really interesting to me is I can do all of that, and then we ask them questions, and the interview just develops 
And mm-hmm. quite often they're, they're telling us what they want to tell us. That's been really interesting to me mm. is when we've allowed people or, you know, genuinely said to them, tell us about your history. You know, they can talk for a long time about what they're interested in and what they're doing, which is fascinating. Yeah. Mm. Much more interesting to hear about what they're thinking about, I think. Yeah, I'm finding problematic for myself. If I don't do, uh, I try now more the, like open without the structure. So like with you guys, it's kind of nice flowing because I kind of know you, so I know mm. what to expect. But when I've got somebody who I know only through internet and uh, like Sensei Ando, I was, it was a great interview, but um, I was kind of like you with Ian, you know, he's well-recognized and super uh, highly followed person. So I don't know how the interaction going to go, especially yeah. that I'm about my English sometimes and and when I get stressed, I start forgetting things. So if I don't have to write down the structure, it just goes, uh, what I'm going to ask next? It's just blank. So I need to have that bit of a structure to, yeah. to ask. But uh, with some people, you are at ease. I don't know if you're finding that as well. With, with yeah, 100%, some yeah. straight connection and on ease, which the other people are more like kind of, I don't know, uptight. I don't know if that's the right... right um, description but you're getting that kind of yeah tent, and it is much more difficult and i find that if i'm not following a structure it's easier for me to connect with people but i'm finding that maybe it's less quality in the interview i don't know maybe it's just my yeah no no, no I, I get you to be honest i think I, I don't know if i'd be able to do um stuff like that without sue there because i think the the fact that we've got each other to, to bounce off of helps I, I, it helps them feel more comfortable, I guess, talking to us, and it makes mm. it feel less kind of just like because I, I know exactly what I would be like if Sue wasn't there. I would I would be exactly like that. I would be just asking questions and be like, okay, thanks. Next question, um, really? and I just yeah, I just I I just wouldn't have the confidence to to have a conversation. Have a, have a proper conversation. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What yeah, are you saying that for? Why are you saying wow? <laughs> it just because it just it always amazes me when I have conversations with people and then they tell me that they find it difficult to just go and have conversations with other people. I just it, to me that's astounding. Uh, yeah, I mean I'm fine once I once I know someone then then that's fine. But yeah, you know, yeah. If, I mean for example, if it was if it was just like if I'd never met you before, Les, mm. or or just kind of briefly, and it was just me and you, I I would probably be way less comfortable talking than if we had had like the three of us had had a chat before and you'd been on our podcast and stuff do you know what i mean mm. yeah i um, totally do with you i've got this i've got the same <clears throat> so the small conversation with somewhere in the shop and stuff i'm just you know or sitting, sitting in a car with somebody on a seminar going and just like i'm not talking at all i kind of don't know what to say really how to start the conversation and keep it going it's just like a couple of words yeah you're right yeah yeah nice weather yeah all right yeah <laughs> I'm gonna put headphones in and go to sleep now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think maybe that's that's why it works. Then that's why it's been good is because I know that you know Greg will ask questions and and has a lot of knowledge, and I will talk. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I mean, that's I definitely why it works for us. One hundred percent. I mean, but we wouldn't be doing it if it, uh, there's no way I would have. You know this. There's no way I would have gone. I'm going to do a podcast. I've always, I've, I've always listened to podcasts, and I've always thought oh, that would be fun to do, but I've never gone like, yeah, I'm going to do one because I wouldn't even just have the confidence to do it at all. 
I suppose that's that's useful though because I've had a background in sitting in a studio and I know I enjoy that whole kind of sitting with the microphone and recording and I know I can do that. The first time I did it, um, I did it on live radio and, and it was fine. I went in there like nearly dying of anxiety and then everything went live and it was fine. Yeah, I, don't I, know, I, I don't know if I could do live. Of course, I've got you, of course you could do it your mouth you speak. That's it. <laughs> you just don't swear. Yeah, I, I had the interview about my karate for mental health with the local radio. Mm. And I went stressed and my wife said to me, just speak slow and be fine. Yeah. So I come back home, I said, she was listening to it. I said, um, how was it? She said, oh, it was brilliant. You sounded like old Japanese or Chinese master. You went so slow with your accent that you sound very old and wise. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what I need to start doing. Recording somewhere. I might post it on one of the podcasts uh, to chat with the old wise less um, from China. Yeah. <laughs> Are you enjoying it though, Les? Um, I am starting to enjoy it. Uh, it was very stressful in the beginning, but as everything I take it as a challenge, I hate my voice. I really, I'm starting actually yeah, like. I know the feeling. I hate my voice too. <laughs> yeah, but it, it took quite a few messages from people and feedback that actually they finding my voice um, comforting and at ease. I always found thought that my voice is very harsh, um, at least in my head that sounded through the chambers and stuff. Um, but yeah, people say differently, so hey, oh, I'm listening to others and I'm gonna see. And as always, I think I speak way too quick. So I have to make myself uncomfortable in the head to have the right timing. So when I start feeling uncomfortable, I know that I should say something. And that is the timing. I don't know if you've got any 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 kind of um, advice for probably so you're gonna be the best uh, in asking that question to to sound uh, kind of clear and understandable and understandable uh, during the podcast and recording. Practice when you're not making one. Practice and, um, you know, find a section of a book or something and sit and record it and then listen back to it and find the bits that make you that you listen to and you think, I don't really like that. And then try it again and try deepening your voice or lightening your voice. And you can deepen your voice by almost yawning and feeling your Adam's apple go down. And I you yawn can, a lot. So that's great for me. You can lower your voice. <laughs> quite a lot by doing that <laughs> you know you, you can you can do that just pr practice when you're not doing it as a recording as as, as a recording as an interview with people and try yeah. different microphones soft you know just pra practice different things listen to people whose voices you do like watch them and see how they speak and practice mimicking as well that can be useful i try try reading my book because i thought i do a Following Ian, do the audiobook, and I yeah. read the one chapter of it, and I thought I'm gonna throw the phone and the book away. <laughs> <laughs> lucky, luckily, I um, had a conversation with one of my friends in state, and he said, "Hey, listen, uh, you wanna do ebook, um, uh, audiobook? Uh, I've got all the equipment, and I was gonna make it as a gift for you. So, oh, wow. can I said, yeah, if you wanna do it, do it. It might not sound like a proper anxious black belt." with a Polish accent, but hey-ho, saves me doing the job. And you're reading better English than I do, maybe with American accent, but hey-ho. I think that's the biggest market let's head there. So yeah, I'm nice. not happen, but fingers crossed that it's going to be a, a audiobook. 
congratulations. Uh, I take congratulations when it's going to be ready. I, I used to be very excited about um, things people um, promise, but sometimes it's just not possible to happen. People get too busy and stuff, and then they've been being disappointed. It's like, you know, with the with the club, I always send the people, oh, we're going to join them, going to be coming Tuesday. I used to be so excited about it. Yeah, somebody's coming to the club and not turning up. And I've just been disappointed. So now I'm, I don't believe it till it happens. So yeah. what are your future plans for the podcast, for the club? Oh, Sue, do you want to take the podcast? I'll take the, the club. We'll split it 50-50. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm just enjoying doing it, very much yeah. enjoying doing it. And there's so many people that we've spoken to that I can't wait to talk to again. Yeah. Because, mm. you know, in the couple of hours that we spoke to everyone, they've all been really long interviews, conversations, really. I can't really call them interviews. I would love to talk to all of them again and mm-hmm. again. There's so many people. I just love learning from these guys. They're so amazing. So mm. I'd happily just do that again and again and again um, yeah. to be honest with you and um, I quite like to do it in different places as well you know because James has said you know come on over to Tokyo I, I, you know it would be amazing to take it over that would, that would be great to do it in Tokyo wouldn't it yeah I, w- I would love to do that what about you would you like to do that me yeah. me yeah absolutely yeah I mean that's that's the kind of thing it would be so exciting to do yeah yeah so definitely now just James have to buy you a ticket, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, James James has already said he's going to pay for everything. We haven't got to worry. He's going to pay for tickets. He's going to pay for accommodation. He's even going to move out of his house and let us stay there. He's just going to he's going to hire a personal chef for us. I'm, yeah. I'm sure you you need somebody to hold the mic. A volunteer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm sure he'll pay for you as well. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, it was a really good conversation with uh, with James. I really really like him. Um, I do. Yeah, he's a fun fun guy to be around. Well, Irish, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he was he was really yeah. That was really good. We'll have to we'll have to have him on again. Are you gonna have a Chris Hansen on your podcast? Did, did did that come to fruition or not yet? Yeah, we we haven't really we have messaged briefly, but we we will do at some point. Definitely, we need to set that up. Um. But yeah, we will do, 100%. I really like the stuff Chris is doing, actually. Mm. It's really good. Um, yeah, and he sort of came out of nowhere, to be honest. Um, I've been talking with him five, six years ago. Just oh, wow, okay. And then he suddenly go like, well, I'm going to do this stuff. And I said, yeah, go on then. And then pff, he's everywhere. And he's doing a yeah. great job. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping he's gonna be what, well, depending on lockdown. But we planning to have a seminar with him here. He's gonna be staying in my place uh, in August. Oh 20, wow! Okay, twenty one. So, but we will see how the situation with the COVID gonna. <sighs> yeah, we'll see. Um, let's hope. Let's fingers crossed. By then, we're in a better place than we are now. So then, maybe then you can pop in and uh, have a chat with him uh, after seminar or something and then yeah absolutely do four of us yes convers- on less conversational karate <laughs> sounds good sounds good to me um coming back to uh, asking questions about the podcast how do you finding meaningful questions 
when, meaningful when, questions. Because I'm finding myself um, sometimes that I've got a question and I'm thinking that's not value for listeners, or, or at least I believe that is not value of, of listeners, and how to engage to get the, I kind of pick the, the most important knowledge for people. It's like I was really struggling with Chris Wilder because he's such a, in my eyes, um, authority on speaking and presenting and having a vast knowledge on every subject. I was kind of intimidated to ask him meaningful questions that he's not going to be offended of my stupidity, <laughs> if you see what I mean. I mean, I, I tend to just ask things that I want to know the answer to, or I, that I find interesting. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. Like with, with, with Hanshi McCarthy, I think I asked, I don't know if we ever resolved the question, to be honest, because it started off a very, very long chat. But I asked about... Um, uh, Seisan, I think, didn't I? Um, or Hengetsu yeah. for the shirt can lot. That's what I asked about, just because it's something that I'm interested in. You know, every, everyone listening may not be interested in it, but I find it interesting, so I ask it. That's the kind of way I look at it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to benefit me? Yes, then I'm going to ask it. No, then I won't ask it. <laughs> what about you, Sue? Sue, Sue, Sue normally... Sue's normally the more organised one for questions, I feel. <clears throat> now, I tend to have a list of questions um, for people based on what I've, I've looked up about them or what I want to know. Um, but most of our guests have been people that I didn't particularly know beforehand or what have you, and a lot of their material is, is me learning. So, um, so you would tend to ask more of those questions. Um, so I, I suppose I tend to ask the follow-up questions. So if you would ask something like, what is it about Hangetsu? Tell us about the history of Hangetsu and your history of that. And he'll say something and I'll say, but why? Why is that so? Why do you like that? Why did that happen? Because I don't know. So I guess I think that we're probably um, representing the two ends of the spectrum in terms of knowledge. Like you know the in-depth stuff, but I don't. I don't know. You're getting there, Sue. You're getting up there now. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I don't know. So I don't know if we ask. I think I think Greg's right. We ask questions that we're interested in. Mm. Yeah. I, I think that my problem is that uh, I don't know how you guys doing it. Maybe it's not just unique to me, but um, I kind of got this bad habit of running the conversation how I would like to go prior in my head. Instead of just letting it go and respond, I'm kind of going before oh, that's gonna go this way he's gonna answer that way i'm gonna follow up with this one and then he always yeah. goes to this and i'm going like uh i really don't know what to do now yeah that's definitely what i was i remember when we had um hanshi mccarthy i had him in my head i was like i'm, I'm gonna ask this and then he'll say this and then oh, we'll go on about that and then we asked one thing and hanshi talked for three hours that's and my not, phone ran out of battery that's not true. <laughs> we, we definitely we had these two questions okay um <laughs> But yeah, no, I I just tend not to try and plan things anymore and just see what happens. Off you see, I, improv. I don't I don't really plan that. It's just that how it goes. I know it's a bad habit. I was um, listening some motivation stuff and, and psychological stuff that you you shouldn't do that because you're putting yourself in a trap mm. and listening properly because you're already running the conversation in your head. So you're focusing what's going in your head instead of what people are saying. And I mm. find that. So I'm, I'm fighting with this, but uh, it's difficult. Yeah, I, I do that just in general every day. 
about <laughs> everything. Like I was like, if I'm going to talk to someone, I'll be like, right, okay, they're going to say this, and then it's going to go this, and then I've kind of developed an, a story in my head of how that's going to go, and it, yeah, it never works out that way. Yeah, that's that's what they they said that that's the reason why people don't remember names when you okay. get in relation to somebody because you're already planning what the conversation will be, and you don't have a time to to think, uh, to listen and process because you're already ahead in a conversation predicting what's going to happen. Yeah. I try to stop doing that, but I still don't remember people's names. <laughs> how about so? Do you run in conversation in your head, pure? You try to predict what's going to go, how it's going to go? Um, no, I don't think I do that. I wonder if I'm going to say something stupid, if they're going to hang up, tell me I'm an idiot, um, never want to talk to us again, give us a whole bunch of terrible publicity. And then Greg's going to say, I can't believe you did that. Oh, my God. And then I can't go out anywhere ever again. <laughs> So I do a version. <laughs> That's a bit of a doom and gloom. Seems and normally the positive one out of the two of us. And, and then I think, oh well, you know, we're doing it anyway. And um, I find the more you do, the less, the less I think like that. But um, no, that that would be the worst one. That would be when I'm really nervous about about it at the beginning. But now I kind of figured out that people don't generally aren't like that. But if I plan it too hard. I've tried to plan the conversation, but basically what I have is a whole list of questions. Um, and if we run out of, you know, if the conversation ends, I'll look at my list and say, we can change subject now, mm. you know, and go on to something else. And that's fine. Um, but I think you have to be, I think I've learned to be ready to abandon any plan and just go with it. Because if the guy we're talking to you is, really riffing on something and and it's really good then why stop mm. yeah i think our title for this podcast is gonna be a less counseling session i've got a problem with this well how do you sort it out okay okay yes tell, tell me about your childhood yes <laughs> <laughs> how, um, how did you um, come up with the conversation on karate it was that um just you thought, oh, it's going to be easy to name it that way, or is there a, a story to that? Or I think it was just yeah, in the first just... episode, wasn't it? In the first episode, yeah. I think we yeah. just literally... Named it on the spot. Named it on the spot, yeah. Perfect improvisation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with, with weird <laughs> though, honest, yeah, I, I don't know what I would have named it otherwise. Do you, see? If well, we hadn't had that... Yeah. Yeah, we were, we were talking about it. We were going to talk about it and, and call it Waiting for Brad. <laughs> yeah which can you imagine if we did that that would have had no one would know what the hell it was not by now no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah i think we we basically we we sat down and started recording and mm. had a whole conversation and um yeah and we said that's it if we named our podcast conversations on karate and that was it so we picked. I, I, I think it's spot on i think it's spot on and i love your um uh, purple and black belt on the on the bo DJ board or whatever it is. The oh, yeah. Really, really good. We, we um, did have plans, didn't we, Sue, to update that every time Sue... Because Sue is no longer a purple belt, by the way. But we kind of like the purple and black now. So we've I think, stuck with I, it. I think it looks great. I think it's good. Don't change it. Keep it like that. No, yeah, yeah, we will. We will. Sue's forever a purple belt now. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's right. I, I really enjoy being a purple belt, so that's fine. That's good. 
Yeah, I kind of done the contest on naming my podcast because I had two ideas and uh, somebody came up with uh, joining them both together. Because my, my podcast is um, uh, by accident, so for the accidental podcast, and my students always uh, laugh at me because they ask me, oh, is that correct? I said, well, yeah, it's something like that. Something like that, something like that. So they, I used to call everything something like that in my kind of um, blog and stuff as was something like that. So somebody said, why don't you put that together? But I think it's a bit longish. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it. Thank you. I'm glad that somebody's liking it. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's the problem. I constantly want to change, change things. So kind of settling down with a project and then I think, oh, maybe... Maybe I should change it to get people's attention, but I think I'm going to leave it as it is. Um, do you got an urge to change stuff, modify, improve with your designs and stuff? I know you're a you're a great drawing person. You've got a talent for cartoons. Well, I don't know about that. I wouldn't say great. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I always think, yeah, I think about changing things and stuff, but sometimes it's just not, it's just for me which means it's not probably not a good idea to do because I don't think you're ever happy with it. Do you know what I mean? If you do it, you're never happy with yeah, with it. Um, so, yeah. What about you, Sue? Do you ever want to change things? Um, like get a new co-host? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. I find with work, um, I've, had, I'm, I've made a real conscious effort in later years to understand that something can be done and not be perfect. Good enough is um, perfection is something that you want to reach for definitely, but good enough for now is also fine. And um, I find that stops a lot of the churning of it's not perfect. I can't finish it. It's not perfect. So um, learning to just say it's good enough. It's done. Release it. Is, um, Do you think that all the conversation, all the podcasting being beneficial for your karate? Hundred percent, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think it's just, it's just, it's made me look at more stuff that I wouldn't have looked at before. Do you know what I mean? So if someone says something on the podcast that I maybe wouldn't have thought of, I'd go and look at it, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I think I think it definitely has. Even in just just having the knowledge of something that you didn't have before in the back of your mind. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but yeah. I, I I definitely think it's helped. So, I think it has. Um, I've tried things that I wouldn't have tried before. You know, I've come to know people that I wouldn't have known before, and I think I don't know. I I honestly don't know if it's helped me practically. Greg would know that better than I would. I think because he's taught me more. So I don't know. Has it um, helped you practically? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I would say so. Hundred percent, yeah. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's it's broadened my mind to different things. I've met people that I wouldn't have met before. So I've, you've learned things from you, Les, for instance, trying Tensho out. And, mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've seen um, different applications. I've talked about sword fighting. I understand more about weapons now. And um, mm-hmm. so I think it's just that broader understanding and that feeling of acceptance, I think, has made me feel a bit more confident in my karate, maybe. Mm. It's, yeah. it's funny um, that when I sent, um, I don't know if you know about this, Greg, but uh, I had a feedback from Sue about my tension thingy, and she was so apologetic to make corrections on my video because the sound was crap. And first 
first few messages was like, I'm really, really sorry. I uh, hope you don't mind, <laughs> but <laughs> shit. <laughs> she didn't say that. <laughs> I'm, no, don't worry. I know she did. <laughs> yeah, you had, you had a lot of feedback on your 10 show, Les. We spoke about this, didn't we, Sue? Yeah, yeah. You had I, it I, on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it annoyed me a little bit, actually. Not your video, people's reaction to it, but yeah. Yeah, but people are funny. That's why I, I'm now I'm posting anything. I said, oh, I haven't um, upset traditional people for some time. Let's have a look at this. <laughs> it's good, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it's always good to have a feedback from people because I can see what I can improve. is like in terms of um, quality of the sound, I didn't even notice that uh, half of the video was silent, nearly silent. You have to tune up really high. And the second one was quite um, upbeat. Um, so thank you for that. You're welcome. And then it's kind of a clash as well between the uh, Polish culture and the uh, English culture. You guys are apologi apologizing a lot. We kind of apologize after, not before. Uh, in Poland, and we don't use that. You know, it's when I was working in like marquee business, so we would carry the parts for the marquee for the house. And every time walk in with the one bit of leg or something, go past the owner would say, "Thank you, thank you, thank you." And once we had a, a cool person which I could spoke freely to, so I said, "Listen, tell me when I finish that you're thankful. Not every time because you're distracting me. I'm gonna hit your wall." with that metal bit of thing. You don't have to tell me every time I'm passing by, thank you. Just say it on the end, job is done, thank you, you're happy, off you go. But my wife is the same, my son is the same. You know, just, sorry. I said, why did you apologize? I don't know. Yeah, that's true, yeah, I do that a lot, actually. I, yeah, I'm always, yeah. It's a, well, it's, a, it's a classic English sort of thing. It is, isn't it, really? I think that the standing joke is, um, you know, if, if someone steps on your foot, you apologise. You know, it's, yeah. it's sorry. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I've been there. So weird. Well, so, every, every culture has got their own kind of um, weird stuff. Uh, okay, I'm going to promise my son um, to have a cinema and popcorn. Uh, and it's an hour right now. Um, can you tell me when people can find your podcast? I'm going to put the competition in uh, below that they can uh, listen to yours instead of mine. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're everywhere, aren't we? Like a bad smell, Sue. We're everywhere. <laughs> Sweet, <laughs> mate. Um... Um, no, we're, we're on uh, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Sue's made a, an amazing website, which is conversationsonkarate.com. No, I didn't. I hired someone to make an amazing website. Right. Yeah, but Sue, you, you didn't need to say that. Cut that out, Les. Sue, <laughs> Sue, oh, well, well. Sue made a great website all by herself. Um, <laughs> no, 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 seriously, Sue, Sue did put a lot of time and effort into, you know, My sorting all that out. So, yeah. Um, we're there. So it's conversationsonkarate.com. Um, yeah. Facebook page, Conversations on Karate. You'll know when you get there because it's the most un-karate-like website you ever saw in your life. It's bright purple. There's no dragons. No, dragon, <clears throat> no tigers, no nothing. It's just cute it, and purple. It's not so um, original because... What happened there? Um, because we've got a purple website as well. Oh, Okay.
because my wife loves purple and we decided that it needs to be made softer because I'm working with the inclusion and stuff. So um, purple it is. Two shades of purple. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's beaten us too. He's got two shades. Not <laughs> <laughs> my choice. Lucky my... I have no... I can't do anything websites and stuff like that related so I just sit there and say um, Anna's doing it and I say yes I approve and or not so but usually she got it spot on and giving your time to when I do something myself people don't like it I'm more comfortable to do a better we'll send you the bill don't worry no thanks for having us it's been it's been nice it's been it's been something different to be on someone else's podcast thanks for having us yeah, it's been um, a pleasure. Yeah, it's been lovely. Thank you so much. Yeah, guys. we'll definitely have you back on ours as well. We'll return oh, the favour. Oh, awesome! It'll be, uh, it'll be a pleasure for me as well. Thank All you. Right. Take care, guys. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Cheers.